All right, I want to welcome on my next guest. We've got Carolina Panthers legend, five-time Pro Bowl tight end, as well as Super Bowl champion, Wesley Wallace. Wes, how's everything going? Hey, Zach. Doing great down here in Charlotte. Hope everything's good in your world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, football's <laughs> coming back in a couple weeks. It's going to be a little different this year. I'm hoping everybody's going to stay safe and we can actually have a 17-game season and eventually crown a champion. Yeah, I hope you're right. Uh, I, you know, I, I got uh, the opportunity last week to do a little – um video with the Panthers watch them practice and just seeing them out there working and getting ready fire me up I am ready so ready for some football I'm talking about NFL college I'll, I'll watch high school I'll watch peewee anything I need I need some football yeah no but before baseball and basketball and soccer were back I was watching Korean baseball at one <laughs> o'clock in the morning I didn't know who was playing I don't know where I couldn't buy it you can't buy like a shirt or anything because they don't ship internationally during a pandemic and then like I don't know who's playing, but I, I was enjoying it because there's nothing else on. And now, now we got NBA, baseball, hopefully they're being responsible. But football, football, I'm praying we, we get football this year. And so, yeah, so, yeah. so what are, what are, for speaking of the Panthers with this new squad, new coach, new quarterback, new tight end, what are, you, what are your expectations for this year? Yeah, well, you know, it was sort of a limited view of practice with all the restrictions and so. But I, I'm excited. I and mean, you got Teddy Bridgewater, um, got Matt Rule first, the yeah. new coach with a new system. Uh, a lot of young players. I noticed that just looking at the roster the other day. And, you, you know, you got Chris McCaffrey back. We got yeah. D.J. Moore, receiver. Uh, we lost Greg Olson, but we got a, a, a nice young-looking tight end, Ian Thomas, yeah. uh, a couple other guys they brought in, uh, and, and some that have been there that I think are going to try to fill that big gap left by Olson. Uh, but I think, the you know, the problem is filling that big gap left by Luke Keekley, right, <laughs> yes. on that defense. Uh, probably one of the greatest linebackers ever to play. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm optimistic. Uh, and, and, and right now, I just, uh, I just want to see them play. I just yeah. want to be around and watch them, and, and hopefully uh, we, we get surprised by their, how well they're playing this year. Did you like the pick of Derek Brown in the first round? I, I did. You know, I think uh, we had some old alumni trying to pick who was going to get uh, the first pick. I was hoping for a receiver. I think I, oh, really? was well, a guy got, out of yeah. Alabama that I was hoping. Uh, oh, okay. I think Judy. I bet, but he went early. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, 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 he went 14, earlier. 14 maybe? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think so. I can't yeah. remember. You know, heck, it, it feels like these last uh, few months have <laughs> yeah. been like three years. <laughs> yeah. No, the thing is, the days of the week don't matter anymore. I've been telling people. It's Tuesday, 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 Wednesday. Like, the, unless you have something going on, Every day is the same. Every day is the same until football gets back. Then we know we one day will stand out. So, That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So I want to ask you a little bit about your early career. So I, I saw before you went to Ole Miss, is it true that when you tried to switch high schools that there was a little bit of an issue? Yeah, there was, Zach. Uh, I, I'm still scarred by this a little bit, to be honest with you. But I, I, I grew up in a little town called Pontotoc, Mississippi. Really, Algoma. It's a suburb of Pontotoc, Mississippi. We had three schools, two, two county schools, the North Pontotoc and the South Pontotoc. And the city school, and the city school was our biggest rival. Well, my mom and dad um, were, were getting a, a, a split. They, they were getting a separation. And so my dad moved uptown to the city school. We had just lost our coach down at uh, the county school at South Pontotoc. We had a new coach in. I was a quarterback. I went from throwing 25, 30 passes a game, doing pretty well, till we had a new offense, a single-wing tee. Um, which was I, – I started running it 30-something times a game. And I just – you know, my dad said, hey, look, son, I'm moving up to Pontotoc. You, you can come live with me and we'll, we'll get you enrolled in the city school. I did. Right after my junior football season, I left like in 1st of November. And lo and behold, the old school and the coach from the old school got upset and they, they sued my family. 
and uh, and won. And I and uh, you know, it was sort of a blessing in disguise because I got ruled ineligible for spring sports. So that that meant I couldn't play any baseball, which I love baseball and I love basketball. My mother, she would she it made her cry that I couldn't play basketball or do track. But I'd never lifted weights, so I went from being a six two little scrawny six three kid weighed about two hundred. When I came back that August, I was six four two thirty five. Wow. And guess what happened? They moved me to fullback <laughs> and a wishbone offense. So I never got to play quarterback <laughs> again. Wow. But it, it was a mess. I mean, it really was. My friends, my sister, I mean, it, it, was a, it was hard on our family. But, you know, you look back, and uh, I've still got my good buddies I played with at South Pontotoc, and, and I've really got some strong buddies that I graduated high school with at Pontotoc High School. They work. really sued a high school football player because you wanted to switch schools? Yeah, they, they turned it into the Mississippi High School Athletic Association, and they they wanted to file a suit, and they, they did, and they, they took us to court, and we had a little day in court. I wasn't allowed to be there, but my mom and dad went down, and I never will forget my mom. She came back in, and I knew it was bad news. She was crying. As soon as she saw me, she broke down and started crying. Wow, that's why I've never heard that. And then so, so, so following that, how did you end up at Ole Miss? Well, I went I moved over to Pontotoc, and, 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 um, and I got recruited by Ole Miss miss and uh, we had a great season by that way went to the state playoffs and, oh, cool. and just one little side note that rivalry between the city school Pontotoc where I graduated and the south Pontotoc where I came from had been on for going for like eight or ten years and they wouldn't play us that year I moved over to Pontotoc wow so anybody in south Pontotoc listening to this you know you were scared what was gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> but um now Zach I got recruited by Alabama as a quarterback Ray Perkins was the really? coach over there Ken Donahue's the defensive coordinator he had watched me play quarterback back my junior season at South Pontotoc and that was a big opportunity and then LSU recruited me Ole Miss I was recruited out west I was a good student UCLA I think Stanford wrote me a couple letters something about Stanford uh, was intrigued me and then uh, I, I did a, I took a couple trips and, and Alabama offered me a chance to play quarterback so I committed and I never will forget telling Ray Perkins he's going to deny this if you ever hear, see him but he you know he coached in the NFL years after uh, but um, he came to my high school and he asked me, he said, how much do you weigh? I said, I weigh 220. I'd lost some weight after the season. He said, well, don't gain another pound. I'll let you come play quarterback at Alabama if you commit today. And uh, I committed on the spot. And I told him, I said, I got one visit. He said, you haven't any visits left. I got one visit left to Ole Miss. He said, don't you go to Ole Miss. They're cheating over there. They're going to offer you a lot of money, surround you by a bunch of pretty women that try to change your mind. He almost convinced me to go right there on the spot when he said all that. <laughs> But uh, it, it, was a, it was a tough decision. But at the end of the day, my mother, when I told her about the Alabama offer and commitment, uh, my uncle, her brother, called me and said, your mom just called me crying. I think you need to know how upset she is about that. And so I changed my mind and went to Ole Miss. What, what, what did you tell the coach? Did you let him know or he found out from somebody else? I called Coach Perkins and I said, Coach, I'm going on that trip. And, uh, and then I, I'll call you Sunday night. I called him Sunday night and I said, Coach, you were right. I shouldn't have gone. They did. I changed my mind. And I heard a few cuss words. That's where he's going that's where he's gonna deny that. But yeah. as a young kid, it could have been screaming. It sounds like cuss words to me. <laughs> did he did he tell you you were gonna start as a freshman or you're just gonna be a, a script the quarterback? No, just you're gonna get a chance to play. We're gonna give you chance. a chance. See, that's to play. that's not enticing. Come on, he, he probably knows by now. Like, all right, I should have given the spot right then and there. I'll tell you a little side note too. Um I had a, a little job at a uh clothing store where I, I stock blue jeans in the morning and, and I get a call over there for Archie Manning from Archie Manning. Really? And Archie Manning, I hope you don't mind me telling this story, but uh, he, he asked me, he said, Wes, I heard about the commitment and uh, that's fantastic. What a great history and tradition. And um, 
what a rivalry we have with Alabama when I was playing there. He said, I, you know, I, I want you to think about a couple things. He said, one, uh, these schools always tell you they'll let you play at a position that you want to play, you know, just to get you to commit. And I said, yes, sir, I thought about that, but at least they're going to give me a chance. He said, well, that's not, I, I kind of seen you play at quarterback. I think you probably better off in another position. He kind of told me that in a very nice Archie Manning way. And then the second uh, question, he says, Weston, when you finish in Alabama, are you going to stay in Alabama or move back to Mississippi? And I said, well, I'm probably going to move back home to Mississippi. He said, well, just think about what you just said. You're going to move back home to Mississippi. You ought to give Ole Miss a chance. And uh, and so I, when I hung up, I called the Rebels, and I said, I, I want to come this weekend. I know I canceled my trip, and it really changed my life. I'm glad I did that. That's wild. So did, so you, did you believe him when he, when, he, when he said, hi, this is R.G. Manning, or you were like, wait a minute? No. I don't know. Exactly what you're thinking. I said, is this Jamie Mitchell calling me trying to, you know, joke around with me? Uh, it could have been that Tracy Davis or David yeah. Ferguson. One of those three were playing a joke in that. But he has such a, a tone in his voice yeah. and hadn't changed over the years. And even when I see him today, I got a chance to play golf with him not too long ago. And, and I get chill bumps talking about him. He, he was just a, a great patriarch for the Rebels. I watched him as a kid. He just was class all the way. And just you can see the way his kids have turned out. Uh, what a great, what a great father, what a great person, what a great football player he was. Does does he remember calling you? Have you ever, have you ever followed up with him about that? He does. He 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 kind of he said I don't remember saying that, but I, I believe you, Wes. <laughs> he says I'm bellish. That's why. So what was your what was your experience like getting to Ole Miss? Well, I loved it. I, uh, Zach, it really was a dream come true. I'd grown up wanting to be a rebel, and when I walked on campus, I was committed. I wanted to play that year. I knew I had an opportunity. I, I came in summer school. I came as soon as I graduated high school. And we, we graduated on a, a, sat, a Friday night, I believe. Saturday morning, I had to drive to Jackson. We played in the high school uh, uh, baseball state championship. Uh, we won that game. And then the next week, I was at Ole Miss in, in practice. I, I was ready to go and uh, just uh, ready to play. And they moved me straight to, uh, straight to linebacker. Said, you got a chance to play here. You want, we want red shirts. You got a chance to play. And, so I played linebacker. Never I played linebacker a little bit in college. It was more, I mean, high school. It was a little more of a defensive end, three-point stance, kind of a hybrid yeah. guy. Sort of like I, I like to compare myself to Kevin Green and Charles Haley when I was in college. I was not nearly that good, but it was uh it was sort of a hybrid position there. And then I saw they gave you a couple of looks at tight ends. How, how did you like that transition? Yeah, well, I, so I went through my freshman year. I didn't start. Uh, I had a senior in front of me. He graduates. Jay Webb, great. We're still good friends. He was my roommate. And then my sophomore year and junior year, I had great seasons at outside linebacker, defensive end. I got hurt a little bit my junior year, but uh, just like Ray Perkins said when he said Ole Miss was cheating, we went on probation. We went on probation and got a lot of coaches fired. And we had a new offensive coordinator and a new def defensive coordinator. And the new offensive coordinator was Red Parker. So we're out there in spring practice uh, uh, of my junior year going into my senior season. And he comes over and he asked me, he said, Wesley, have you ever played tight end? And I said, yes, sir, coach. One, one game uh, in the Mississippi High School All-Star game, the tight end got hurt and asked me to, to play. He said, well, how'd you do? I said, well, I caught seven for 97 and a touchdown. And he, said, <laughs> and he said, Wesley, give me two weeks. I can put you in the NFL. So that spring, I practiced the last two weeks of spring practice at tight end. Came in my senior year, played both. I started both ways the first game against Memphis. It was just so physically exhausting. I couldn't do it. So I kind of transitioned from a defensive end to – coming a full-time starter tight end and then coming in on third downs and situations on defense and had a great year ended up making the first team ap all-american cool. tight end that year that's what so what was your draft process like so if you had never played tight end do you think you would have been drafted where you were 
No, I would not have been wow. drafted. I just That's don't crazy. think so. I was an athlete, but I just think the the position was just a natural to me, and yeah. I think that kind of intrigued some scouts and 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 some teams. I had several teams that could come to watch. Came to watch me play, but the 49ers, they um they had uh, uh, Brent Jones and a guy named Jamie Williams and and a, a doctor. I'm sitting here. Uh, Franks, John Franks, and John Franks decided he wanted to go finish his medical degree and kind of caught him off guard right before the draft. So they ended up drafting me in the second round, the last pick in the second round. Uh, and I was sort of – I mean, I never will forget the first day of minicamp. I get in the huddle and there's Joe Montana, there's Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, all these guys that I'd watched and, and, and saw. They just won the Super Bowl, you know. And uh, and then you get out and they snap the ball and I look up, Ronnie Lott's guarding me too. And I'm like, I'm scared to death of this guy already. It was, uh, it was quite, it was, it was a big transition for me. Wow. And then I saw, I saw you got a catch in that Super Bowl your rookie year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember it like it's yesterday. It was, really? uh, we, we ran a lot of two tight ends and I was a big special teams player a year. And, and, uh, but we did a lot too. So I caught one, one pass for about nine yards from Joe Montana. And I thought the game was over there. I was in about the second quarter. I was ready to go. I was, I got a pass from Joe. I remember carrying the ball over the sideline. I, I never will lose this one. I still have it today. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. That's so cool. And then so that, that was just wild. And then so I saw after that you had some lingering uh, injuries. Yeah, I, I had a shoulder. I mean, the first I went to these all-star uh, game, college games, and the very first one was like the blue-gray. It's for all the teams that we were on probation. We couldn't go to, to a real bowl. So I got to, invited to the blue-gray. First, first play of the game, I catch a pass. Steve Hendrickson dislocates my left shoulder. Well, it kind of nagged me the the whole – I'm sorry, right shoulder. kind of nagged me in my whole first couple of years, and then I had to get it reconstructed. Um, that missed a year. I, I came back. I was on injury reserve for a whole year, uh, not for the shoulder, just because they could stash players there. I just had a tough time staying on the field. And, and honestly, Zach, when I look back, I wasn't really ready. I mean, I, I was still a good athlete, and I could do things. But when I got so nervous, man, I'd get in the game, I'd make mistakes. And, it just uh, – and we were such a good football team. You make a mistake on a world championship football team, you, you'll end up on the bench. And that's kind of where I was. I was on special teams. But I finally, my third or fourth – my fourth, fifth year, I had a good first eight weeks of the season. Sure enough, in, in practice, I, I, I stumble or get tackled by Merton Hanks. Merton, if you're listening, you know you did in the two-minute drill. <laughs> I, think I, just saw, I think I just saw he got some big, big new gig. Who Merton did? Yeah. Uh, Oh, he's big in the NFL now. Martin Hanks is a great guy. Great, yeah, player. He's, a, he's a great ambassador for the NFL. He may be at college level too. He was always around, man. I still see him a lot. Maybe Pac-12. Maybe Pac, like head of the Pac-12 or something. I think I, I don't. I oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he uh, that does that does not surprise me one bit. Uh, yeah. What a great guy. But anyway, I was on injury reserve, and uh, and the only team that called in free agency uh, was the New Orleans Saints. Really? And and they wanted me to long snap. Uh, I had learned how to long snap. So I go down there to long snap. They said, you know what, we're going to hire you, sign you as a long snapper, two-year minimum deal. And I remember the first mini camp we had, um, Jim Moore was the head coach down there, and he came up to me and said, man, what happened in San Francisco? I said, I was hurt, just never got on the field. When I did get on the field, I didn't play well. He said, well, you keep playing like you're practicing. You'll, you'll have, we'll give you plenty of opportunity here. And so I, I think I caught 11 passes in five seasons in San Francisco, ended up catching like almost 100 in two seasons, uh, 51 year, 57 one year and 40 the next or something like that. And that sort of launched my career. And I really owe Jim Moore for that opportunity to uh, a long snapper to give me a chance to play. I started a lot of games. Irv Smith and I were great teammates, great friends, had a lot of production. Jim Everett was our quarterback. 
We never, we didn't, you know, we still had to play the 49ers. We couldn't get over that hump, but we had a good football team. I have a question. Um, I, did you, you played with Willie Rofe? Yeah, Willie was there. I, I love – it made me look like a good blocker, Zach, when I blocked with Willie Rowe. He's awesome. I interviewed him about a month ago, and I remember he was telling me – I don't know if it was his rookie year, but he said you guys played in the Japan Bowl. Yeah. And he said that all the veterans went out, and he, yeah. he, he was afraid to leave the hotel. <laughs> well, Willie Rowe walking around I, – I didn't – I was not on that trip with him, but we, as a 49er, we went to Japan, and I can tell you that's uh, – but I, I had to do this to take a shower in my hotel room. I can't imagine Willie Rowe. <laughs> it was kind of tough, but it was a fun trip. Willie was such a great guy. Yeah. Literally, he he talking about one of the best ever. What a what a beast he was. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so after you uh, finally getting some success in New Orleans, what made you decide to go to the Panthers? Well, I really wanted to stay in New Orleans, and um, and so we worked out. I had a number in mind. I mean, I. You know, I played well. I caught a few touchdowns, and I had some interest in free agency. And I said, I told Coach more of that. I said, look, I want to stay. I told my agent, Jimmy Sexton was my agent. And and we had a number, and Coach Moore said he couldn't. He said, I can't afford to pay you that. I'm going to let you go to free agency. Well, 12.01 a.m., Dom Capers is on the phone. said, I got you on the first flight tomorrow morning. Come on out to Charlotte. And I roll out to Charlotte, and I come in here, and I talk to Bill Polian. And Don Bro was a tight end coach. I spent the day with him, and they offered me a lot more than my number was at, uh, at New Orleans. So Jimmy Sexton told me, he said, look, uh, you know, I think y'all take this deal. I, I do want to, I said, I want to take it. And out of respect, uh, I want to call Coach Moore. So Jimmy got Coach Moore on the phone. And, and I, I said, Coach, man, thank you for the opportunity. I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm go to the Panthers, you know. And he says, what they pay you? And I told him the number. We'll match it. I said, wait a minute, Coach. Just tw- 12 hours ago, you said I wasn't, I wasn't good enough, you know, or something like that. And I said, I got to. I've already given these guys my word, and I really feel like this is a place I need to be. And he, he, he was real nice about it. Uh, I really respect him a lot and thanked him for the opportunity. But I knew the day I landed in Carolina that I found a new home. That's awesome. So, so what, what clicked for you in Carolina? Because to my knowledge, most NFL players don't start a long string of Pro Bowl appearances later in their career. Yeah, I think, I think it's my ninth year in the, in the <laughs> league. And I, I – I, I, I matured a lot. I will say that New Orleans gave me a lot of confidence. I mean, a lot of confidence. I mean, I, I just was productive. Um, I, I, I kind of figured out the offseason, how to work, how to get ready, how to get my body ready. And, and, and I, I had a knack against me about catching the football when I was in San Fran. I dropped some balls. I just quit dropping them all. So I, I went and bought a jugs machine, and I just started catching them, and I started catching everything. So when I got here in, in, in Carolina, the first few mini camps, I knew immediately I had a great uh, connection with Kerry Collins. He was our quarterback. Uh, and, and Kerry reminded me a little bit of me, a young, young kid. It, it's just, just loves to play football. And, and he had a lot bright future ahead of him. And, and we, we just clicked and, and we had this play, play action offense that we were running the ball, running the ball, a lot of, you know, bootleg passes, a lot of play action passes. And it just worked perfect for me. And I, I, I had a lot of, I, I think I caught, 10, 10 touchdowns my first year here and sent me sent me to my first Pro Bowl. We clinched the division. We beat the 49ers out in San Francisco. One of the most satisfying victories of my career, it was in, in Candlestick. We uh, we clinched a home field advantage of that win, too. Just a, a great team. Had Lamar Lathan, Kevin Green, Sam Mills, Eric Davis on defense. Wow. We had so many good players on defense. And then on offense, we just had a Kerry Collins, Anthony Davis, um, Willie Green and Mark Carey, receiver. It just uh, our, our fullback, uh, Griffith, man, what, 
oh, see, I'm going to get somebody's name. He was a beast. And, and we had these couple of running plays, a few action, a few, few play action passes. And we, we, we went, we went uh, 12 and four. Oh, year. cool. Where did you start doing touchdown dances? That was a very, this was, this was not orchestrated. I mean, this was a sort of a spontaneous type deal. I, I really hadn't been in the end zone that much. I really, it looked like I didn't know what I was, you know, I had been there before, but we were playing the Falcons and right before halftime, we were up 17 to three, I believe. And I caught a little touchdown pass over there for my first touchdown as a Panther to make it 24 to three and playing the, the, the Falcons bird. It was opening day of dove season that weekend. I'm a big hunter back then. I still hunt a lot. So I, I just spiked it, and when I looked up, it looked like a bird flying. So I dropped down on my knee and did the pump shotgun, kind of like this, and uh, and and so that that we just killed the birds with that touchdown, you know, and uh, and so people people went, there were all kind of interpretations. There was one that said, "Oh, he's from Tupelo, Mississippi. He's doing the Elvis guitar," and I said, "I'm I'm good with that. You call it what you want." To do. <laughs> I was dove hunting, you uh, so it went on, and I kept doing it for a couple years. And, I had to stop though, Zach. I mean, I started, I'd go to these schools, these high schools, these young kids and first, all kind of ages. But I remember there was a little young kid about third grade and he said, are you that guy that does that touchdown dance with the shooting the gun? I said, yeah, man, you like that? He says, no, I hate it. You need to get you a new dance. And I was like, you know what? It's time to try something else. That's what, and speaking of new dance, is it true you did Elaine's dance from Seinfeld? That sounds like you've been talking, Michael Walter, uh, he, he dared me to do that one game, and I just kind of did a little old jerk, whatever that thing was. And, you know, I was pretty gullible. Just ask me to do something, I'd do it back in the day. We we laughed so hard about that because that's the way I really dance anyway. It looked like I was sort of having some sort of fit or whatnot when I, I'm so uncoordinated when it comes to dancing. Did they fine you back then, or were they cool with the dance? No, 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 no fines back that's then. I'm, the only way you can get fined then, I think, would, if you threw it at somebody. I did that a couple times. <laughs> So I have a question. Which, which defensive player in your whole career held you in check better than anyone else? Yeah, I had to say, you know, the Tampa defense, Tampa 2, Derrick Brooks and John Lynch, those guys, the way they run that defense, they, there's no middle safety. So they were two deep safeties. They got the linebackers underneath and two corners that played the flats out, out wide. So these two safeties have the half. Well, this tight end, our adjustment is when you see that, is to go right down the middle of the field. Well, the problem, problem with that, uh, with Tampa cover two, Mike Derrick Brooks can get back there so fast, he, he can cut that, down the middle of short passes. And if you have to lay it up over his head, you got John Lynch coming from the weak safety. And it was when you could hit people too, Zach. John Lynch would take your head off. Those guys were tough. Merton was always hard to play against. He, he and Tim McDonald from the uh, uh, 49er days, because I'd price against them every day, so they do all my moves. But those guys are tough. And I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving some people out, but Kevin Green, Kevin Green was so hard to block. He was in on our team most of the time, but I played against him when I was the 49ers and the Rams, and then he went back to San Francisco when he's at Pittsburgh. What a beast to play against. I just couldn't move the guy. Strongest guy I ever played against. Who, in your opinion, is the best tight end in football today? Wow. I, I, you know, this Kittle kid is he, – he may not have the you know numbers that some of these other guys do, but he makes a big impact yeah. on the game for the 49ers. And I love Kelsey. I still think Greg Olson's got some gas left in his yeah. tank. I wanted him to go to the to Washington, and then he's no, 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 go to Seattle. <laughs> yeah. There's so many good ones, so many athletic, yeah. good, really good tight ends now. I love watching them. I love watching the tight end position, and and sometimes I feel like you know, I mean, I was sort of in the air. Brent Jones, Jay Novacek. I mean, we started having it. Tony Gonzalez came in a few years after '96 or something. 
start having these very athletic tight ends. Nothing against anybody before. They're all good players, but they really, really were, could catch and run with the football. Started becoming, a, you know, a, a big pr production position. Do you think Tony's the greatest tight end of all time? I do. I do. You know, starting sharp, he's going to be mad me saying that probably. I, I like that song going to. He could play, man. And he, he still looks like he can get out and play. Shannon but, or Sterling? Oh, Shannon. See, there's Sterling, too, but Sterling is good, too. Shannon's going to be mad at me. Hey, it's CTE stuff, Zach. I mean, you have to be, you have to watch it. These concussions, I'm kidding. But the, uh, uh, but anyway, I, yeah, that nowadays Gronkowski, when he, you know, he, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, oh, the yeah. way he played. He, he kind of reminds me of the good old school guys that get out there and rough it up with you, mix it up with you on the running game, run over you in the passing game. He's got really good hands, too. So uh, it's, it's fun to watch a tight end position these yeah. days. Were you glad to see that Kittle kind of reset the market? Because I feel like for years, they've been, these teams have been getting, getting a bargain on these tight end extensions. That, that's exactly right. I was glad to see that contract. I mean, I'm jealous a little bit. and wish I was 22. But uh, <laughs> if I, uh, then I think I, I know the real truth. If I was 22, I wouldn't be able to play with guys like that. I'll tell you that. He is something. But yeah. that contract and Kelsey's contract, well-deserved. I mean, you get you get the numbers out there, and you and you're putting up that production. It changes the way people play defense against yeah. your offense. What that's a big impact. Are there any guys, maybe guys that have been in the league for maybe a year or two, three years, that you think are ready to break out that you're excited to see this year? Well, no, not not really. I think you're gonna see the same guys. I mean, um, I'm trying to think, Zach. I I, I feel like I'm so far removed from tight ends. I mean, the, the game right now. Um, I can't think of any real young ones, but I know there's a lot of talented, fast guys that came up through the draft in the last few years. Somebody, somebody's going to come on the scene this year. With it, I think you're going to see the game start picking up like college a little bit. Yeah. And and these guys are are just going to have more and more advantages over the defense. You're going to see more production out of the position. What, what do you think of Fant in Denver from Iowa? Because I've heard a lot of people are really excited about him. Oh uh, yeah, what a great athlete! There you go, good-looking kid, <laughs> just like the tight end. You know, the tight ends are not only the best athlete on the field. They're usually the most looking, best looking guy on the team too. That's, that's kind of what happens. <laughs> so I have a question. So what, when your time in Carolina was sort of coming to an end, how did you decide to go to Green Bay? Yeah, you know, it was, I mean, I, I tore my, I tore my ACL my 12th year, came back and tore it again in my 13th year. And I came the 14th year, made the Pro Bowl. Uh, I just, it must not have been anybody out there playing well that year, but, but, I knew the Panthers were going to release me. I mean, it was time. My, my, my contract number, my cap number had gotten so high, I wasn't making that kind of money. But it, it was cheaper to, to release me than to keep me. And I, I, I thought maybe somebody would call. And they did. There were some teams calling. But I was out. I'm sort of like Brett a little bit. I'm from Mississippi. I was out. I've got a little farm down here in South Carolina Ooh. at that time. And I was out on the tractor doing some bush hog and Brett Favre calls, you know. And I, he says, well, I, you know, what are you doing? I said, I'm on a bush hog. Hey, that's cool. He said, look. Uh, you know, you got any gas left in the tank? I said, yeah, heck yeah, I do. You in shape? I said, yeah, I'm in shape. And I said, I think we're about to sign a, a tight end, um, come in here and play third downs or, or backup tight end. I said, well, he said, you, you think you'd be interested? I said, heck yeah. So I got on that. It's like he's the general manager. Brett was also the quarterback and the general manager too. But now he uh, – I always want to play with him. I used to talk about it all the time. I used to go to all his, little, his functions, his golf tournaments and things. I really loved the guy. And have that opportunity. And I stopped through Washington. Had I had a better contract on the table from Washington. Really? Tampa. Yeah, it was a two-year deal and bigger upfront money. And I just really, I knew I didn't have much left, but I had one year, and I was, I thought playing with Brett would 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 be awesome. And I was right. I, I got to 
got to play with him that last year, and it was uh, it was a fun year. A lot of what, fun. What is bush hogging? But cutting, cutting grass, mowing, mowing oh, grass. I, th- I thought Just you were chasing, chasing boar. <laughs> we do that too. Yeah, we just call that hog hunting. But, uh, <laughs> that's wow. That's interesting. So, um, and then, so when did you kind of know you were ready to retire? Well, you know, uh, that season, um, I pulled a hamstring, and I never even pulled a hamstring. I, I, I didn't think I ran that fast to pull a hamstring, but when and things just don't heal as fast as they used to when you're 37 years old yeah. and still playing in the league. And I kind of knew that. So after the season was over, uh, Coach Sherman, Mike Sherman was a coach. He said, look, you want to play another year? I said, I'll do it if it's here. You know, I'd, I'd love to come back here. But I know you guys have young players. And he said, well, I'll just keep you keep you in mind. And I knew he wasn't going to call. But it, just in case, I stayed in shape. But that last year, Zach, you know, that Monday night game, a lot of great memories. But the way to finish off your career, my last touchdown ever, was the first touchdown that Brett threw that night on that Monday night game. And it just meant so much to me to be able to to get my own one and only touchdown uh, on on the night that you know that Irv Far uh, you know was kind of honoring him by the way everybody played that night, and see Brett Far come out and play like he did. He motivated and inspired everyone. It was an incredible night, one of the great experiences of my NFL career. That's awesome. And so I have a question: How awesome was it last year to get that call from Carolina that you're they were going to to as one of the all time greats? Now that was a, that was so unexpected. I, I mean, we just had change of ownership. I mean, there's always been a little bit of talk about a about a, a ring of honor or something like that. And Mr. Richardson, it just never happened. It kind of went away, and there was no talk about it when Mr. Tepper owned the team, bought the team, and uh, and and you know, I, I had some terrible stuff happen that year. Uh, my mother got diagnosed with a third, a fourth stage four cancer. So we just got that news in first of March, and we were at the hospital having some surgery to see if there's anything we could do. And the surgery went well, but there was nothing they could do. So we're in the hospital watching her recover. And I get a phone call from an unknown number. And David Monroe, a guy who works at the Panthers and historical, he said, you might get a call from this number. Um, and and it, it, I didn't think about it being David Tepper. I thought it would be something else. So I, I answered it. And there was a FaceTime call with David Tepper. And I'm like, what in the world? And, and, um, and he told me the news and uh, he asked me what I was doing. I said, well, I mean, I'm in the hospital. Yeah, it's not good. You know, my mom's here and he said, I'm so sorry to hear about that. And he said, well, I got some news that may cheer you up. And he, he gave me the news about the, the uh, hall of honor. And already an emotional day. I had nothing left, man. I just had nothing emotion. I just kind of, I think I was stunned and, and I, 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 I asked him, I said, Mr. Tepper, can I tell my mother? He said, don't tell anybody. That's what he said. Don't, we're going to keep this a, a secret for a while. So we'll get me back in contact with you. I said, can I tell my mom? He said, you can tell your mom. So I walked in that hospital room and I told my mom, I said, you know who that was on the phone? And it's Mr. Tepper with the Panthers. He's the new owner. She said, really? He said, what do you want? I said, well, he, they're going to put me in the ring of the hall of honor down in Carolina. And she said, what's the hall of honor? And I told her, I said, well, you know, she'd been to several games. I said, they, they got Sam Mills' name up there in the stadium, inside the stadium. His name's up there, and, and they're going to put my name up there next to Sam Mills. And she turned around and looked at me, and she said, you deserve it, and hugged me. So that was uh, probably one of the most emotional days of my life, from, from some of the worst news to some of the best news. But to be able to share it with my mom at that point was, uh, was very special. 
That's so cool. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's so cool. Well, that's really, that's really all the questions I really had for you, but I just wanted to thank you again for taking the time to chat. This has been awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it, Zach, man. Uh, thanks a lot. Let me babble on about some of this oh, crazy yeah. stuff. Absolutely. I miss it, man. I miss yeah. football. Absolutely. Talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I uh, can't wait for the season to start. Panthers, Matt, Matt Rule, that that press conference got me amped, and I'm not even on the team. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. it. He's, he's got them there. I will say this about practice. They, they really don't want much commentary about anything, but I'll tell you, they were moving around. They're running. They're fast. Practice, they're, they're, they've got a lot of pep in their step. I can't wait to see the finished product. Awesome. Awesome. This has been a ton of fun. I just wanted to th- can't thank you enough to talk chatting. Love to have you on again sometime. Talk Santa. This is a Plenty of time